everybody, and welcome to In the Spotlight, a podcast where we highlight the people, technology, and companies making a difference in the live entertainment industry. In this episode, we put a spotlight on a good friend of mine, Adam Randall, who is the head of props and carpentry for the Blue Man Group show in Orlando. Adam and I discuss all sorts of things, including where he got his start in theater coming from a small town to cruise ships, and now working for a major entertainment company. So without further ado, my good buddy, Adam Randall. Now, just a little disclaimer, Adam is definitely a family man and is generous enough to lend his time to do this interview while he was watching his kids. So apologies in advance for any extra background noise you may hear coming from Adam as he has two young boys, so I'm sure you can understand. But uh, hi, Adam. Nick, what's happening, my friend? How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You know, busy as ever, but uh, hanging in there. I think the last time um, we met up was we had like brunch or something, right? I think that was... Yeah, like, yeah, in, yeah, in Vegas. Right yeah, before, yeah. I want to say it was, it was either right before we left or something like that was the last time we uh, we got together. Well, how's it? how do you like Florida? How's it all working out for you? Uh, it's working well. Luckily, I got a, I got a promotion uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, okay. Was, uh, a year ago, June. So what exactly is your title um, and what do you do? Uh, my current title is uh, Head of Props and Carpentry for Blue Man Group Orlando. Okay. So what does it mean by being like Head of Props and Carpentry? Uh, so I'm over the, the, the props and carpentry uh, departments. Uh, we are one department um, with Blue Man Orlando. We're not separated out. And so I'm in charge of, of staffing, budgeting, uh, maintaining, and the the day to day operations over carps and or over carpentry and uh, props. Awesome. Let's go back to like the beginning here. You're where did you grow up? Because uh, you're not you're not originally from from Florida, obviously. So. No, no. I uh, I was born in a a very small town in Arkansas called West Helena. Um, a town of 10,000 people. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very small town. Um, right on the Mississippi River, just south of Memphis, Tennessee. And um, that's where I, I started doing entertainment when I was uh, 17. So like in high school? Yes. But I, um, uh, my, I went to a very small private school. Okay. Um, and we didn't have any kind of theater program whatsoever. Oh, wow. we, we literally did nothing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was a, a jock in high school. I, oh, was, I, gotcha. I was all about football and tennis were the only two things that I cared about. Uh, but then I, I interestingly met the technical director at the community college in my hometown. And, um, I was waiting tables at a uh, little mom and pop restaurant and um, uh, he came in and it just so happened to be my turn and, and we kind of just started talking and he told me what he did and I, I didn't have any idea what that meant. Him telling me that he was the technical director meant nothing. Um, <laughs> but we, 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 we kind of kind of built up a, a rapport there. We, we, we mm -hmm. kind of got to, to know each other coming in. I think he started coming every Sunday night, you know, and we were just kind of chatting. And then it turned out that my, um, my father had been working on his house, um, before he moved into it, he was renting a house and my father 
had done a lot of the remodeling work on his house. And so we made that connection. Oh, small town, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then one, uh, one morning on my way to school, for some reason, I drove to McDonald's instead of going straight to school. Okay. I, I just I went to McDonald's and uh, decided, oh, I'll just go get breakfast. And as I was walking in the uh, inside, I ran into Tim. Uh, Tim Pryor was his name. He was coming out, and it was just a complete happenstance. First time I'd ever seen him hmm. not at, uh, at that restaurant. Right. And he just said, he was like, hey, uh, do you ever uh, work with your dad doing any uh, carpentry? And I said, yeah, I work with him a lot. And he said, well, I, um, I need somebody to help me build a show this summer, and I was wondering if you'd want to do it. And I said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Sure, no problem. Um, and he's like, okay, great. Swing by my office, you know, tomorrow afternoon when you get out of school, and, and we'll chat. And so I, uh, I did that. I, I went by his office when I got out of class and, and talked to him, and it was just build, you know, a, a single set for a, a small children's production that happened in the summer. Sure. And so um, I showed up very green. You know, knowing mm-hmm. the basics of carpentry, but knowing nothing of theater. Right. <laughs> and uh, literally nothing of theater. And so we, uh, we talked for a while and, uh, and, and spent six weeks just kind of learning the basics. You know, this is, this is what a show is. This is, this is how you, you, um, you, you light it. This is the audio for it. This is how you run a show. This, this is, is stage right. This is stage left. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember, I remember being blown away because for some reason I had always considered the stage floor, this, this Holy grail of something that you would never touch. And I remember being blown away that summer that he was driving screws into the stage floor to hold the, <laughs> hold the scenery in. And I was like, I didn't know you could do this. Yeah. What you are know? you doing? Like, exactly. Exactly. I had no idea. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't explain how green I was to the whole thing. But then I thought, Oh, well, this was a fun summer. Eh, see you later. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I left, uh, to, you know, go finish my senior year of high school. And, um, about January, uh, all of my friends were going to go off to, uh, Arkansas state university. Uh, okay. It's about two hours away. That's, that's where everybody was planning on going. I didn't want to go there, but everybody else was going to go there. So it's like, ah, screw it. Why not? I'll, I'll go apply to ASU. I have no idea what I want to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, but why not? I'll go to this college because literally all of my friends, mm-hmm. ASU is where they were going to go. Right. And, uh, and, uh, my best friend in high school and I, we had planned to skip school one Friday to drive to ASU to do something on the campus. And that Thursday night, my mom just said to me, she was like, you know, do you really want to go to ASU? And I was like, eh, yeah. You know, everybody's going, why not? And she's like, well, I just, I just know that you really enjoyed working with Tim over the summer. And I said, yes, yes, I did. And she's like, well, that could be a pretty interesting thing for you. Uh, and, and then she left it at that. She didn't say another word. Mm-hmm. It's like, shit, she's right. You know, I did really enjoy doing that. 
So I, I spent the whole night talking about it. And the next morning I got up and called my friend Lance and said, I'm not going to, to ASU today. And uh, I still didn't go to class. I, I, I then drove to the community college and, and walked into Tim's office and said, can we have a conversation about theater and, and pursuing this? And, um, and we spent the whole day just talking. And I kind of just followed him around, you know, his day-to-day. Um, and then we talked a lot about, you know, what it takes to do it and, and the, the lifestyle of pursuing theater. And I just kind of realized, like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what makes me happy. I want to be Tim Pryor. Uh, the, uh, the technical director that day became my ultimate goal. But where I'm trying to get to, even now, is technical director. That's that's awesome that you can you can pinpoint the moment, right? So a lot of yeah. us, yeah, a lot of us have like uh, possibly events leading up to it where it's like, yeah, I kind of thought about it here, and then I started doing a little here and there. But that's it's cool you have like that moment where you're like that switch turned on. It, it is, and I and I feel very I feel very lucky that I can I can easily go back to that day. I can remember that day of just walking around and talking to Tim and saying, "This is it." And, and I can, I can honestly say too, that because of Tim is the reason why I'm standing in my house in Florida right now, you know, it's, it's because of what he gave me and what he showed me and what he taught me. And so he set me up immediately, um, to, to go to that community college for two years to, to work specifically with him. And they, uh, they had a couple of theater um, scholarships. Mm-hmm. I got both of them. So I had wow. two free ride scholarships to wow, that's awesome. Phillips community college. So one paid tuition, one went straight into my pocket. Um, and then he paid me, you know, uh, an, an hourly wage to, to work in the shop and to do the shows. And I honestly was, was his, his right hand man for, for two solid years. And loved every second of it. Just absolutely loved it. And then when it came time to figure out where I was going to go to school after uh, Phillips is when um, my the, the start of the spring semester, he, uh, he told me, he was like, okay, I need you to have three schools that you're going to apply to on my desk by Monday morning. Huh. I was like, oh. Okay, so I need yeah. to go find what three schools I'm going to apply to, and and he he very much he he he, he treated me in that in that manner of this is what you're going to do, go do it, and and then left me to figure it out, which which I, I thoroughly uh, love that that technique where oh okay this is what I got to do, so I better turn my brain on and start thinking. Yeah. Um. So uh, we we came down to it and. I had picked uh, this one school, uh, University of Missouri, Kansas City, um, but had a very good BFA program. And, uh, and Tim happened to know the technical director there. And so Tim called the technical director to, to say, hey, you know, I have a student who's looking to apply, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, when he talked to the technical director, he said, don't let him come here. Things aren't good here. Um, this is not the place to come at this time. It's like, oh wow, 
had it not been for that, I would have, I would have spent a lot of money on out of state tuition to get there just to be miserable. Right. right. Um, the, the technical director that Tim knew was burned out. The theater program wasn't doing very well. So it was just, wasn't a good time for a new student to, to come in. So I ended up choosing the uh, university of Arkansas in Fayetteville, which is a school that I had said I would never, ever go to. <laughs> um, but I loved it. It was the perfect school for me to go to, as it turns out, because of the graduate program. Oh, okay. Um, because they had a graduate program, it meant the undergraduates had to work that much harder to get any kind of attention, to get right. any kind of notice. Um, everything was geared for the grad students. And so professors didn't have time to deal with me. So right. I would go to the grad students and the grad students would work with me. But I had to work that much harder to get the professor's um, attention, which was good for, for my needs. Um, and then that was, that was a, another really good experience. I had a, um, a really good three-year education there. But again, because of the, the graduate students who were there and because I realized how much harder I needed to work to, to do anything, to, to get the attention and to, to learn what I need to learn, um, I chose, okay, this is, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Here we go. And I was a terrible student <laughs> outside of my theater classes. Yeah. Uh, very much on the D means degree program. Got it. Um, but in my theater program, it was very serious. Let's go. Let's do this. I remember my uh, my stage tech one class, which was a, a prereq for everything. Um, they the first day they had us sit down and they gave us a piece of paper and it had all the shows that they were doing that semester. And they said, pick one show to stage crew. I was like, one show? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I literally just raised my hand and said, can I just do all of them? And the, the, the teacher, uh, Pat Martin, who was our head of wardrobe, she kind of looked at me and she was like, yeah, you can do all of them. And I was like, excellent. I want to do all. That's why I'm here. This is what I'm here for is to do this yeah why restrict me to only one show exactly and then everybody else in class was like oh no we only have to do one show i'm just doing that what is wrong with you people that's that's what we're doing here so <laughs> i did that and then the next semester in stage tech two it was the exact same thing of pick one show and it's like no i'm not just picking one show so so i i ran the the gauntlet of of everything from spotlight operator to front of house audio to lightboard operator to flyman to whatever I could get my hands on to to stagehand for the shows on top of being in the in the the shop building the sceneries and and working with working with the grad students right and that was like your first sort of introduction into those different positions I'm assuming as well yes right? yes yes and so you know that was the first time I'd ever actually ran an audio board um was for <laughs> uh, mixing a, a musical called Parade hmm. uh, my first year at University of Arkansas. Um, audio's not my strong suit. Yeah, so, mine either. I don't so, touch anything audio other than this yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah, so so who knows what it actually sounded like, but but damn it, there I was, and I wasn't going to back away from, from yeah. not doing it. So anyway, um, 
so I finished uh, University of Arkansas in three years. Again, I was a terrible student. It's supposed to only take me two, but it's a terrible student. <laughs> so um, after I graduated from the University of Arkansas, I then um, I always had my eyes set on Boston. For some reason, Boston was my place. Interesting. To be. It was it was my New York City dream, if you will. Of huh. I didn't want to go to New York. I wanted to go to Boston. What was it about Boston? I remember as a kid watching something on the Travel Channel about Boston, and okay. I thought, "Man, this city just looks cool." <laughs> and and from then on, that that became it. That was. That's where I wanted to go. I knew that I didn't want to stay in Arkansas. I knew that I didn't want to stay in the South. I wanted a big city, and I wanted the big city life. Right. And so, so Boston was it for me. Um, and uh, uh, a month or so before I graduated, I was thumbing through backstagejobs.com. Uh, but that's when it was still offstage jobs. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I found a uh, master carpenter at a performing arts high school. Um, so I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, in uh, a town right outside of Boston, a town called Natick. It's like, okay. oh, oh, this is this is perfect. This is I'm a, I'm a carpenter. They need a carpenter. You know, this is this Boston. Be... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is it. So I went to their school website. And their production manager, Michael Macucci, was an MFA graduate from the University of Arkansas. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I was like, holy shit, this is it. This it's a is sign. The sign. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I remember going in to, to the office the next morning, the, the theater department office, and, and Barbara, who was the, the secretary, and she always had coffee and waters and things like that. And it was a, it was a good plus spot to kind of congregate first thing in the morning before everybody broke off to classes. Everybody would hang out in the office. Sure. I remember uh, asking Barbara, I was like, do you remember a Michael Macucci? She's like, of course I do. And so uh, I actually sat down the, the spare desk in there and just called the, the school. and said, may I speak to Michael Macucci, please? <laughs> and, uh, and I got his phone number, or they transferred me, and I was so damn nervous. He's like, hello, this is Mike. I remember saying, yes, uh, Michael Macucci. This is Adam Randall from the <laughs> University of Arkansas. And he's like, oh, yeah, I went to the University of Arkansas. And I just cut him off. He's like, yes, well, I'm going to be applying for the job. And I was so nervous to actually be talking to this guy. <laughs> right. Um, and he was like, oh, excellent. And he's like, I will absolutely keep an eye out for your resume. So I, uh, I sent it off. And then a couple of weeks later, they uh, flew me to Boston for an interview. And, uh, and I got the job and I was like, this is fantastic. You know, so I, I left U of A with a job in hand and, um, drove from Arkansas to Boston with my father, um, found an apartment, you know, whole nine yards, started the job and loved it. Absolutely loved working at this performing arts high school. Uh, it's a, it's a boarding school, um, Nothing high school related to it at all, besides the age of the kids. Uh, right. This, this, these, the performances were very high standards. Uh, we had very good operating budgets. It was a great place to be for two years, except for the fact that I realized I absolutely hated living in Boston. 
And that, right. was, uh, that was the biggest disappointment to me. Right, you were so excited to, to be there. I was so excited. I had <laughs> wanted to live in Boston for so many years. It was my place. It was my thing. And yet, here I am. I get there, and I don't like it at all. Not even a little bit. Not even the, the smallest of bits do I like <laughs> living in Boston. So anyway, um, I, I stayed with that job two years. I, I had only planned on staying there two years because I wanted to show that I could not only get hired for the first job out of college, but then get hired back was my, right. my big thing. Um, and I, I figured that, that showing I could get hired back meant that I was more marketable to, to other uh, employers down the line. And I, um, the, the other thing was is that while our operating budgets were good, my salary was not that good okay. for an intro-level job. Um, so, um, again, about halfway through spring semester, I, uh, I had told Wana Hill that, okay, this will be my last year here. You know, this will be my last semester. Thank you very much. Um, they were, they were super understanding. And so then I decided I was either going to go on tour or cruise ships. Uh, either way I wanted to go break away, do something a little bit different so sure. I applied for uh, a couple of tour jobs and then a job with Carnival. And I said, whoever calls me first, that's who I'll go with. Right. And uh, Carnival called me first. And uh, uh, Mark Mistel, he and, right. I, he and I talked on the phone for two hours one day. Wow, two he hours. He called me and we just started talking and just talking and talking and talking. And um, Now, wh- now what, what year is this? Where are we at now? This is the year um, 2009. Okay. 2009. 2009. Yep. So I finished University of Arkansas in 2007. I, I finish uh, my last day at Walnut Hill, literally sell everything I own, fill my car with my suitcase, drive from Boston back to Arkansas, and then uh, fly to Florida to go on a ship. And, uh, and that's where I met you. Was our, our very first ship, the Carnival Legend. Yeah, good old Tampa. Carnival Legend. Yes, yes. I uh, I had lied to, to Mark Mistel when he said, <laughs> you ever done any automation? I was like, yeah, loads. Yeah, of course. And, and of, it, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, so so there there was a thing. Um, <laughs> but but it turned out great. And, and that that job, getting the job with Carnival, is what has really projected me to my career with blue man right it, it's a big like professional experience builder now you were hired as a as an automation technician right yes yes i was hired as as automation technician having zero experience with automation right. um, and having no idea what was in store for me working on a cruise ship and and i think that um you know a lot of people they 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 don't really realize that cruise lines are are great for actually many reasons. One of them is it's a great place to learn. In fact, they hire technicians with the intent of kind of having them build their knowledge and experience there anyway. Like I think Carnival actually prides them, Carnival Entertainment prides themselves on that. Um, they don't want, they don't necessarily want these people that are like, you know, years and years in the business and, you know, the huge no. resume. No, they, they don't want that. I think at your point in your career, my point in my career, I know that I could not 
step foot on a carnival ship to work. Oh, oh for sure. And and it's not not even the company. It's just more like even you look at what you look at what you did, you know, back then yeah. and like what you got away with and you're just like, oh my gosh, how am I alive? You know? Exactly. And, exactly. <laughs> I was just talking to someone about that the other night. But but uh yeah, I mean the Carnival Le- so Carnival Legend was your first ship. That was my second ship and that's the one we met at and that was out of Tampa. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and we we actually ended up uh, we left at the same time too, if I remember. I Did we? we? Yeah. I, Did we yeah. leave the same week? Yep, we left the same day because we had that little we had a little party down in the crew bar, and they had made a yes. cake for us. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I'd actually forgot all about that. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, that was such a that was such a that was such a good ship. Yeah. Um, that was actually the ship I met Tracy on. My wife. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and we still still are here. She's actually on her way home now. Um, but yeah, oh wow, the the fun that we had just yeah. goofing around on that ship and and good, and good times <laughs> and the very little responsibilities you actually have like yeah. that's that's the thing that I kind of look back on now and think, my word, there was there was nothing difficult about okay, show up at six o'clock tonight to start doing a preset for a show, and that's it. You know that's yeah. that was our responsibility. I know you had a bit more with senior teching um right but but man what an easy job yeah and and to and full disclaimer uh the carnival entertainment has definitely changed uh since the two of us have worked for them uh in a lot of ways so uh you know anything that we mentioned is not a direct representation of what it's actually like nowadays but but the general idea of working on cruise ships is a great way to just build experience and you have that ability to kind of touch the different avenues like i learned stuff from about automation, just even though I had nothing to do with that position when working on the ship, um, becoming a senior tech and whatnot, you know, you get some leadership skills building there and stuff like that. Um, now you were, Legend wasn't the only ship though. I think you had one other one. Yes. I did one more, uh, six month contract when I left Legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the Carnival Miracle. Okay. Where that's right. again, yeah. I went in as just automation tech and then halfway through my six-month contract ended up becoming a uh, senior tech oh and, that's right yeah um i learned i learned a whole lot about leadership and what not to do i didn't handle handle that one the best was there uh was there any time where you were like thinking to yourself like why did nick want to do this on the other ship <laughs> yes yes there were times um there, there were certainly, there were certainly times, but then, but then I also, I, I, I learned, um, a lot just about the, the way carnival works. And sure. then, then it, it kind of, kind of takes me back to like, you know, the, the life lessons of just because things are good here doesn't mean that things are going to be this way. And, right. and you can't just follow something that was great at one time, you know, like sure. it's, it's, it's the, the deep philosophical things that, that, that you learn of, no, it's not always going to be the same moving on. And, mm-hmm. and you can't just expect that. Um, and, and that's where I, I first started to learn that my 100% is not the same as somebody else's 100%. But, Very good but point, that's, yeah. But that's okay, because it's still 100%. And, and I have to be okay with somebody else's 100%. And I think that's that's a super like valuable trait to be able to learn that early on as well um because we face a lot of that in the entertainment industry no it is it is wonderful that 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 
Carnival is a, a great place for that. And I, and I still think it's a good place for those learning lessons. Yeah. So like, like what, what sort of, um, what sort of skills do you think that you, you were able to take, you kind of mentioned it already, but like, how do you think that ships prepared you for, uh, your current role and what you do right now? Big, big thing for what I do right now is I am on a long running sit down show. Mm-hmm. And so you get the monotony of doing the exact same show for X amount of years and for X amount of time, uh, doing carnival. <laughs> every Sunday we did this show. Every Monday we did this show. Every Tuesday we did this show. Every right. Wednesday we did this show and so on for six months. That was that. You didn't know what day of the week it was. You just knew that, oh, we're doing Big Easy tonight. Right. Or we're doing um, uh, the, the Beatles show tonight. You know, you don't know what day of the week that necessarily is, but you know that that's what's happening. Right. You know that we've got this fly on tonight. We've got the Welcome Aboard show. We've got Legends happening. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, and, and that getting into that monotony for me, where I had been coming from college, coming from from um, um, the the Walnut Hill School, the high school, where if a show ran for two weekends, that was a long running show, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. and, and, and you certainly didn't do multiples in a day. You know, right. It was one show that night. That's it. You do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday matinee, Sunday night, it's struck and it's done. So so now working for Carnival and doing the same show multiple times a day, oh, this is good, this is good, this is good. Um, that was That's what I, I learned, and that's the big thing that I was able to transfer. Is, you know, when I first started working for Blue Man in, in Vegas in 2010, we were doing two shows a day, seven days a week. The exact same show, you know. Right. So So now you go from doing a show where it's like, oh, in college, we did this show five times. Well, now I'm doing the show 10 times this week and then 10 times next week because we're doing 14 shows a week. So um, that was that was a, a big, big thing to, to learn of, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is my job. This is where I'm at is to do this show. Um, and, I, and, I, and I love that. And you went, uh, so you went directly from Carnival to, to uh, Blue Man, is that correct? That is, it is. Um, funny enough, I was uh, sitting in uh, on the ship, the Miracle, because my, my sign-off date was very fast approaching, and I uh, was sitting there again on offstagejobs.com. Um, I don't remember if it had made the switch yet to backstage jobs or mm-hmm. still offstage jobs, but um, uh, was on there and found... Uh, Blue Man Group Las Vegas is looking for a full-time carpenter with automation experience. And I thought, hot damn, <laughs> hey, <laughs> this <that's> is me. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> you know, because I certainly wasn't calling myself uh, an automation guy. Uh, I wasn't saying that I am, I am, here you go, I'm a full automation guy. Right. I'm a carpenter and I got automation experience. I don't yeah. know how else this could be more perfect. <laughs> so, um, so I applied and then, um, Got the phone call, did the interview, and then God, two months went by, and I and I hadn't heard anything from Blue Man. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And at this point, I actually wasn't wasn't working. Uh, Tracy and I were just a couple of days away from getting married, and so we were fully into that. But I wasn't working right. anywhere. And um, then I got a, a call from 
my boss, my, my future boss in, in Las Vegas. And, uh, and they said, hey, this is a, a Pesci from Blue Man Vegas. I was like, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? You know, hadn't talked to you in a couple months. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you still want this job? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just like that. And I said, yeah, yeah, I do, I do. He's like, okay, great. Can you start on the 22nd? Oh, wow. <laughs> This was, um, this was November, let's see, well, let's see, Tracy and I got married on November the 8th. I want to say this was like November 3rd or November 4th. And he's like, can you start on the 22nd? And I'm like, well, I'm getting married on the 8th, and then I guess we can drive out as soon as the wedding's done. He's like, okay, that'd be great. See you then. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Holy shit, what just happened here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, um, so yeah, so I literally did exactly that. Tracy and I got married on the eighth. We were on the road, November tenth, driving from Arkansas to to Las Vegas, uh, rented an apartment, started my job and career uh, with Blue Man Group, and honestly haven't looked back. Have been head over heels in love working with with Blue Man since then. That's awesome. Um, they're uh, they're a fantastic company to work for. I very much. Um, I very much love the show. I love the show. I love the company itself. Um, and it's, it's great. I'm very, very happy. And I've, I've had many, many jobs within Blue Man. I started as just a full-time carpenter. Um, three months after that was um, um, promoted to the flyman uh, position. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Uh, then stayed with the flyman position for my remaining time in Las Vegas, so almost four years. Then uh, moved to Orlando, Florida to be with Blue Man Group Orlando in uh, September of 2014 as the full-time automation. And that was that, you know, no carpentry with it, just automation. Now, was that, if I recall correctly, was that... Uh, they were putting in the new version of the show or something? Uh, no, they already had the show going here. Okay. Um, uh, Blue Man was running at the, the Monte Carlo. Right. Um, but Tracy and I kind of moved to Las Vegas thinking this is maybe a five-year town. We don't know if Vegas is our forever spot. You know? Right. And so, you know, about four years in, the opportunity to come to Orlando came up. And we both wanted to come back to the East Coast, um, get away from the, the West Coast. And and because of Tracy's family still all being in England uh, and being on the West Coast just made it that much more difficult to pick up a phone or FaceTime or anything. Because sure. by noon, everybody's asleep in, in London. And so um, so we're like, OK, well, let's let's look at going to the East Coast. The opportunity with Blue Man Orlando came up and said, huzzah. You know, this is, mm-hmm. I can stay with the company that I love. I can continue to make the good money that I, that I have and, and, and go from there. So, um, made the transition over, um, stayed with automation for, um, uh, three years, three and a half years, something like that. And then uh, a little over a year ago, got the promotion to head of props and carpentry for Blue Man Group Orlando, which is where I'm at now. So what would, what would you say your, your favorite position out of the different ones you've held is, though? Is it the one you're currently in, or are they all kind of stepping stones to what you do now? Um, with, within Blue Man Group, everything has led to this point now. 
Okay. Um, because of the people that I've worked with along the way. My, my boss in uh, Vegas, uh, Pesci, uh, besides from, from Tim Pryor, the man who originally got me into theater, the, the man that, that has brought me here now, uh, Pesci is the, the close second behind him from what I learned from Pesci, from what I learned uh, technical and, and just day-to-day life of, of what to be and how to be this leader. Um, so so I, I would in, in no way would I step away or, or change anything from my Vegas career uh, right. just because of, of that man. That's good. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I very much love where I am now. Um, and, and this is where I plan to, to stay. So for, for people who, for people who don't, uh, possibly know what blue man group is, go ahead and describe the, the show or describe what it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is the, the hardest thing is to describe what blue man group is. Um, it is three very curious and creative figures who are exploring their own world and, and trying to figure out how they can fit into and, and deal with this world of the stage. And um, it's a, a rock concert. It's a, a comedy show. Um, there's not that much singing and dancing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they stay mute the whole time. But, um, but uh, yeah, they're just, they're experiencing they're, they're curious and they're exploring, um, this, this world. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's something that, that is great for the family and great for, uh, all ages because you can't come to our show and not leave smiling. Yeah. The last time I saw it was, was when you were working in Vegas and it was quite a few years ago. Um, and I remember, uh, that I had never seen it before. I, I've heard of it. I saw pictures and videos, but I've just never seen it in person. And even I was like, had a really good time. It was one of those things where you see a show, you're like that, that was a good show. But when you can say that you had fun at a show, I yes. think is one of the big things about that, that particular production. That's, that's, that's absolutely it. And, and it, and it truly is fun for all ages. It's something that, that you're going to come and you're going to sit down and you're going to laugh within the first 10 minutes. And it's not going to be a <laughs> kind of laugh. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to have a laugh and it's going to make you smile and you're going to enjoy your time with the show. But if I ask you to explain what blue man is, you just can't do it. You You'd just have to say, can't go see it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and it's funny. I've, I've done, <sighs> Easily 3,000 shows with Blue Man Group. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you, I cannot explain to you what our show is. Um, it's just, it's just pure fun. And, and, and frankly, the, the energy of, of the show is the energy of working there every day. And right. that's, that seems very cheesy. And I promise I'm not on the clock right now with the script. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it, but, it, but it is. It's, it's very much uh, a different work environment where you can sit down and you can have a laugh and you can sit and you can, um, uh, prank each other and, and do things that, that you wouldn't typically get away with in a, in a, in a different environment. 
Well, that's 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 good, especially where you know we were saying earlier that sometimes you you do the same show over and over again, and the prospect of the actual job itself can can kind of get a little daunting. But then when you have that work environment, I think with the people you work with and that keep it keep it new every day, right? That yes. helps it move along. Yes, and it, and it keeps it fresh, and 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 we're at a point, you know, staffing wise, where people are at a place where they can say, you know what, the show, it's going to go on tonight. It's going to happen. Yeah. So if, if this isn't ready or if this was three inches to the left, it's fine. We're good. Now, Blue Man, Blue Man is, is in, it's also in a, quite a few different locations. Is that right? Yes, yes. We are actually in uh, five cities in the U.S. Okay. And we currently have a, a world tour happening right now. Mm. Uh, it's actually in Saudi Arabia right this minute wow. and then we are launching um <laughs> this this is the our irony of it all we are launching a new national tour uh that goes into tech at the end of this month and uh will be officially open next month uh and it's actually launching out of Fayetteville Arkansas where the oh, University wow. of Arkansas is wow that's uh, crazy yeah so um so yeah, there's. I, I very much wish I could get there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm personally uh, am training for something to where I can't take the time to fly away. But when I first heard of it teching in Fayetteville, I I was looking at flights to see if I could get there for the tech. Yeah, work just on the to, project. Just just to be there for for where it is. But but personally, I cannot. I can't get away. Yeah. To to do that right now, but um. But yeah, it's it's great. We are uh, we're the five cities that we in are in are uh, Boston, New York, Chicago, Orlando, and Las Vegas. So we we've got the the corner of the uh, states covered, and it's fantastic. Um, Orlando is actually the largest show now. Uh, we seat just over a thousand people in our house, and we're now the the largest show. Uh, wow, it used to be good. Vegas, but. Um, when Vegas, when the show moved back to the Luxor uh, many years ago. Oh, that's right. Uh, I did that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, went from the Monte Carlo to the Luxor. Uh, we now have the largest house. Mm, okay. Man, that shows you how long ago it was that I saw the show because I saw it at Monte Carlo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember uh, I remember giving you and, and some of your, your guys a, a tour. Right. Because I think we were there for LDI night. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think when... The last time you and I had had brunch, I think you were back for LDI or something. Yeah, I'm curious. So, give me like a day in the life of your job. You you wake up, you go to work. What what do you do in your job on a daily basis? Okay, so um, in in my role, in my department, uh, I have two shifts that I work. I either work uh, a 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. shift or a 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. shift. Uh, that depends on what I'm doing that day. So I have two office days a week, uh, Mondays and Thursdays, where I don't do the show. I get there at 10 a.m. Uh, and I leave at 6 p.m. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Fridays, I show up at 2 p.m. and I leave at 10 p.m. And that's to, to do the show. So um, on a normal Monday morning, 10 a.m., the, the first thing I do is I have to approve the, the previous week's timesheets. Um, that's just through our time timekeeping uh, time clock. It's called Day Force, which is a really awesome system. Um, 
so literally just had to go in and approve. Yep, everybody was here when they were supposed to be here. You know, if anybody called in or anything like that, just literally approved to make sure that the payroll is being done. Um, then I, I go down and I look at the show report to see if anything had happened over the weekend that needs to be fixed or if it was just a, a one-off thing. You know, what happened in the shows while I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, after I do that, then typically I start to look at special projects that we're, we're, we're working on whether it be a, a special event. So if we're planning a, uh, an appearance someplace, you know, for instance, this Wednesday we've got the gig at Orlando City uh, soccer game. So I, uh, I'll start to pull whatever props I need for that or deal with whatever I need to, to deal with for this. Or looking forward, you know, in middle of October, we're doing a massive thing here in uh, Orlando, uh, a two-night special appearance in downtown Orlando, and I've got a few things I need to build for that, so then I'll start shopping that out and, hmm. and building that up. Um, my team will show up at 2 o'clock, so uh, I have three full-timers and I have four part-timers. Um, because we are a seven-day-a-week show, um, we're running... Monday through Sunday, which is how the Blue Man Group week breaks down. We're not Sunday to Saturday. We're Monday to Sunday. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very confusing, especially when you look at a calendar. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 just one of those things. Um, but because we are a seven day a week show, um, my my full timers all have different days off. Um, so uh, one person she's off Monday, Tuesday. Another guy, he's off Friday, Saturday. My third full-timer is off Wednesday, Sundays. Um, that's just the days he picked. That's what he likes. That's what mm-hmm. fits into his life. It sounds awful to me to have split days off, but that's what he wanted. So <laughs> anyway, so um, so it's literally dealing with covering and, 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 and working there. Right. Um, Thursdays are uh, an office day for me. They're also my full-timer day. They're the only day of the week where I have myself plus my three full-timers in the space to, to do maintenance and to work on special projects. So Thursdays are, are gold for my department because right. it's the one day a week where everybody is there. That's and it's good. the only, only night of the week where I have three full-timers running the show. Oh, okay. Uh, besides myself, you know, again, I do, I have three show tracks, deck one, deck two, deck three. Mm-hmm. I cycle through all three tracks just to keep myself fresh and to keep my hands touching everything in the show. Sure. So the three nights a week that I work, I'm doing one of those tracks. Um, but then uh, that's that. So really, uh, it's it's whatever maintenance needs to be done. You know, oh this this piece broke, or we're looking at replacing these tubes, or. Uh, like one big project we're working on right now, which is cross departmental. It's every single department in the building is involved in this besides mm-hmm. wardrobe as we're uh, putting new paint drums in. Oh, okay. So uh, the paint drums that we are currently using are original to the Orlando show. So oh, wow. they were built and installed in 2007 and have still been in use since 2007. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, so you can only imagine the condition that they're in of being in show 
every night of the week since mm-hmm. 2007. Um, but now it's, okay, we're, we're doing this. We have the new shells. What do we want? What, what's that thing, you know, what does lighting want to happen with the wiring of this? You know, it's, and what audio, you want two microphones in here. Perfect. What, you know, and, you know, props, how do we want the bases built so that we can clean them easier? And, 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 and MITs, how do you want to be able to tune these easier? Because we're building them from the ground up. Everybody is saying, let's do it the right way and not do, oh, this will be fine, or we'll just do what we have now, you know. Yeah. So, so we're taking our time with it, and everybody is trying to get everything they want out of it. So, um, so actually, on, uh, I have to work tomorrow, um, so my, my day tomorrow will be um, testing different materials that I have for the base. So I, I bought several different samples of base material. So I'll start literally testing them out tomorrow to see which of these samples I like the best. And if I don't like any of them, then I'll just have to go find some more samples and yeah. and, and a different material. But that's, that's awesome. Um, but because our show is so very messy, it makes building so much more difficult because sure. we can't use wood for anything. We oh, have yeah. to stick with... Uh, aluminum or plastic right. for everything that we do. Um, so yeah, so it, it is. It's not as simple as oh, I'll just build a new drum base. It's all right. <laughs> well, I need this drum base, but it's got to have this many drunk drain holes in it mm-hmm. to deal with the amount of water that we need just to get it clean at the end of every show. So yeah, um, it's a lot of extra thinking involved. So what would be a what would be a good day versus a bad day at work at Blue Man? <laughs> Um, good day. There's, there's certainly far more, more of them. A good day is, is what we had the other night. Um, this is, this is just silliness. This is, this is the people who've been there a long time. And there's, there's many of us who have been around this show a long time. You know, this is my ninth year with, with the show. Um, we, we have to have set props in the house before each show. And, uh, and then we always tell the colleague stage manager where we placed said prop, just mm-hmm. so they have a reference. The, the, the other night, I just decided I wasn't going to tell him where I, where I put it. <laughs> of, I was, had to place something, and all I had to do was tell him I placed it in row H. I just didn't want to tell him row H. I told the blue man where it was. I told yeah. the deck stage manager where it was. I just didn't want to tell him. So instead of saying the word or the, the, the prop was placed in row H, we decided if we could say as many H words as possible that night to maybe get him to think, oh, it's in row H. Okay. So, <laughs> so we spent the entire show coming up with as many stupid and ridiculous H words as, as humanly possible just to make ourselves laugh, just to make ourselves Think of something besides doing the show, and that's a that's a good day, you know. When when you're telling the calling stage manager that Howard Hughes was the original founder of Hostess, you know, <laughs> just just stupid things like that. Yeah. And and the the deck stage manager is also our production stage manager, and she's just laughing and and enjoying it, and 
And the calling stage manager that night, poor guy, never got it. Never figured out as oh. to why we were talking about haberdasheries for so long <laughs> backstage on comm. Um, that's, that's a good day. That's a good day where everyone can laugh and have a smile and, and know that the show's happening. It's sure. happening. And, and we're going to be in place. And these cues are going to happen. But we can have a good laugh. We can have a good, a good amount of fun. The, the, the bad days are, are the days when you get to people who just want to be a little too serious. Who right. just want to be a little too... I see that this big drum is two inches to the left of its spike. Really, this is, this is what we want to talk about right now? <laughs> that the, the drum that is a, literally a, a drum that is five feet in diameter is two inches too far stage right. The drum is five feet wide, but you're going to worry about two inches, you know, right. like, like, come on, let's, let's settle down here. We don't need to, to stop the show. Um, so those are the, the comments that when I hear them, my response is, should we start over? Mm -hmm. So really, it's all about the people, the people <laughs> yes. that make or break the day. Yes, yes, because, um, because that's, that's what it comes down to. And I, f I feel like a lot of people would agree with that. That's a lot of professions too. You know, you, you either work on a crew or you work with a team that's, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has their own personalities. And sometimes you get that magic combination of good ones and sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I will say that we have far more good ones than we do bad ones. We have far more fun than we do rough days. So we're, uh, we're pretty happy at Blue Man. Do you have a favorite memory if you were to pick one one moment in your entire career of blue man so far that is like your favorite memory what would that be that's a that's a that's a really it's a difficult one <laughs> that is that is because we just had so many good good laughs but we we had this this um company a few years ago i know you'll remember it when i started talking about it that the it was a company in in uh Orlando, they started making the robotic arms for, oh, yeah. for kids. And uh, there's a famous Robert Downey Jr. one with the, the Iron Man arm. Mm -hmm. And we have a, a super van who lives in Orlando. And um, he has autism and he doesn't have a right arm. And he wanted a Blue Man Group inspired arm. Oh. And so, um, so this company at UCF made him a Blue Man arm. And uh, I don't say who was around 13, you know, when, when this happened. Anyway, we, we brought him in one day under the guise of his mother had won a, a radio contest. And uh, our Blue Man Captain Wes was there. And uh, as soon as this, this kid walked in, Wes just shouted, hey, I'm a Blue Man. And he, he lost his mind. And, oh, and wow. they, they, they spent the day just in our space, just walking around, talking to, to Wes. And we had a couple other blue men there that day who, you know, not in makeup. Mm -hmm. And then they, they presented him with the arm, which was all well and good. But that night when they stayed for the show, um, uh, this is the part that, that makes me happy. Um, his, he and his family stayed and, and watched the show, and the um, we had worked out that he could come backstage and then go bow 
with the band and the blue man went at the end of the show. And uh, I was running automation that night. So obviously I've got loads of monitors, you know, covering every aspect of the stage. And so when he, his mom came backstage with him for him to go on stage, she, she stood next to me just watching her son up on, on stage with the blue men. And that is my favorite moment. That's awesome. Of, of standing next to her, watching her son um, on stage with the blue men. Because, you know, as a, as a parent myself, and, oh, yeah. and, and, and thinking of, of what these parents go through every day with their son, and just being able to see that pure joy and elation from him. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the cool. part that I think about. Yeah. Cause it kind of like, you know, solidify solidifies why, why sometimes we do these shows and why we do what we do, you know, like we do it for, we have fun and you know, we have fun doing them, but then in the end you see the audience's reaction or the people you're impacting in, in various ways. And I think that's what sort of, um, uh, you know, confirms that that's, that's, you know, why we enjoy what we do and why we do what we do. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. It's, it's not about the show every night. It's about the people with the show every night. And, and, and if we can, if we can take two minutes and, and, and change this, this kid's, you know, day, I'm not going to say we've changed his life, you know, mm-hmm. obviously he's, he's continued to grow and we hear from him, um, Every six months or so, he'll write us a letter, and and that's a that's a, a big moment in our in our day when we when we get a new letter from him. And obviously, he's outgrown the arm, and he's no longer wearing a blue man arm because now he's a he's a teenager, and and he has a, a different prosthetic, which is wonderful. But but we all still remember what what that night was, yeah, and what absolutely. that night was about, and it and it wasn't about us at all. That's good. So, um. On the job side of things, what sort of people does Blue Man hire nowadays? If someone if someone was to come up to you and say, "I want to work for Blue Man Group," uh, you know, on the on the backstage side of things, what sort of um, people do you guys look for, and what sort of skills and such do you guys think they need to possess to join that team? Uh, we still look for people with theater backgrounds. We 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 want someone. You don't necessarily need to have a, a theater degree, but you need to have a, a theater background. Um, a, a technical background and in the area in which you're looking to get hired. Um, um, so if you're, if you're looking for, if we have a, you know, a lighting position open, we're looking for someone coming in, not necessarily, you know, 10 years of tour experience and, you know, 15 years of, of, you know, sit down show experience. No, that's not what we want. Um, but we we do want someone with you know two to three years worth of of solid experience um the the interesting thing to to think about with our show is that we're not a good place for young technicians okay. um, if you if you if you come and you you see who we have working for us you'll see that we have people who have worked a lot of other places and they come to blue man to to, to enjoy the, the sit-down aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they come and they say, hey, I'm going to have two days off a week. I'm going to work 40 hours a week. That's it. Have my two, two days off. 
have my normal salary and then that's that. And we're not heavy on uh, technology. So we're not a, a learning place. You're not going to come to us and work with the newest technology because, yeah. you know, our show has been around, been in this, this theater since 2007. So, you know, while, yeah, we upgraded our, all of our moving lights three or four years ago, it's still not the latest, greatest technology. Sure. You know, our, our, our audio console, you know, is only a couple years old, but we're not upgrading to the latest and greatest every year. Right. You know, uh, our automation system fully in date, but you know, like you're using navigator there, we're with stage techs and we're still running the nomad, right. uh, e system. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 a good system it's it's a good thing um but it's not we're not heavy into the uh updating and upgrades because we don't need to invest that kind of money so what we find when we get a lot of young people in is that they'll stay for a year or two and then leave to go on the road right and then when we get the older people in you know people in there mid mid thirties kind of go, yeah, you know, I can have my job. I can love this job, but I'm not competing and I'm not itching to get back on the road or I'm not trying to get my foot into the door somewhere else. Sure. Is there, um, is there any kind of special like personality types you guys look for or, or, you know, what, what, I guess what sort of personable skills do people really need to have in, in entertainment in general, but maybe specifically blue man group, you got to be able to work in, and communicate with everybody else. You know, we're, we're, we're confined to a small theater every single day. So literally if you, if you walk backstage or our theater right now, you have deck deck carps literally sitting right next to the video and lighting desk and the video lighting desk is literally right next to the MITs and the MITs are literally right next to automation. And that's just it. We're, we're crammed there. So we're not separated on multi levels and you've got, you know, audio downstairs and lighting upstairs and they never really cross paths. That's not us at all. Okay. And you got to be able to see these same faces every single day when you're there. So personality wise, you've got to be happy go lucky. You've got to be, you know, that that leaf in the wind that can just blow around and and see what's going on. And and of course, you know, everybody's entitled to bad days. Everybody's entitled to be in bad moods. And nobody's going to get along perfectly every single day. But but you've got to know that you're you're in a combined space, you know, right. with the same people every single day, and there's not a lot of turnover. Yeah, you know, the, um, people get this job and, and keep it. So knowing that, oh, I really don't like working with so and so over there. Well, you better get used to it because, <laughs> because either one of you are going anywhere. You know. Yeah. Um, so 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 that's that's the best attitude to have. Period. Uh, you know, in this in this field and knowing that don't say that that's not my job, you know, between yeah. shows, don't tell me, well, that's not my job to fix that. No, we're all here. This is theater. We're all working together. We're yeah. all doing this. If I got to get a ladder out, I expect you to, to, to help me move the box that's in front of the ladder. Sure. You know, don't sit there and say, that's not my job. 
you know. So, so Blue Man aside, um, looking back at your whole time so far working in entertainment, from the time you first started out in college uh, or the community college there, and then up until now, what is the biggest takeaway that you can say you as an individual have taken from your experience so far in live entertainment? The the biggest thing I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my first few weeks at the community college, um, and working with Tim, and what Tim taught me to do was to think, and Tim taught me to use my brain and to think, and I remember him explaining a terrible analogy, and and even he in the middle of it was a he said this is a terrible analogy. <laughs> but it was, it was something that I thought about this for years and years and years. I thought and I thought and I thought. And when I finally got it, I went, oh, it's a brilliant analogy. It actually makes total sense. But, but, but working with, with Tim has been the most important part of my entire career. Because he taught me to make mistakes and he taught me to figure things out myself. And I remember um, when we were, you know, uh, powering electrics, you know, and, and I'm in no way am I an electrician, but literally just hanging lights on the electric and, and running cable. And I would say, how big a cable should I use here? And he would say, you figure it out. So I would grab a 10 footer and it wouldn't rate. So then I'd have to grab a 15 footer and, and that kind of, uh, instead of saying you use a 10 footer here, you use a 15 footer here, you use a 25 footer over here. It was go figure it out, figure right. it out. And, and, and that's, that's the biggest takeaway I've gotten. And, and that, that has been what's helped me carry through my entire career of saying, I don't know how this works, but give me a few minutes. I'll see what happens, you know? Um, yeah. um, but, 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 but being with Tim and learning how to think and learning how to see the world has been huge. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good, pretty good thing to take away from everything. Yeah. What do you got coming up in your life right now? Uh, next month, I'm doing half an Ironman. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw you were, you were, you were doing all that stuff. Yeah. God, I yeah. wish I had that energy to do that. <laughs> Man, it's, <laughs> it's, it's brutal, but it's awesome, too. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just fun. So, literally, uh, as soon as Tracy gets in today, I'm going to go and try to get a run in before the storm hits. Um but yeah, just literally hanging out with my, my hyenas, who yeah. I'm sure you've heard in the background, you know, just, just, just being a, a dad is, <laughs> is, is so much fun. And, and, you know, this morning we, we got our bikes and went for a bike ride across this nature trail. And that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. And now we're just kind of hanging out here. They want to go jump in the swimming pool. So they're going to do that here in a few minutes and. Hopefully this, like I said, the storm will hold off. But, but besides, besides that, man, we are just the boring beavers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, sometimes that's a good way to be. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, we're we're happy here in Florida. You know, I don't know if Florida is still our forever definite spot. Mm-hmm. But um, we're certainly not looking to change. You know, going back to going back to Blue Man. You know. Every show closes, you know, that's just, that's the nature of the business. And if you look at the fact of Blue Man's been, you know, here at Universal for 12 years now, you know, 
how much how many more years do we realistically have you know at universal um so you think maybe five years left okay i can i can ride this show out for five years then evaluate when that time comes but sure i have no reason to to go to the new Cirque show that's about to open up here and and a lose all of my seniority and all of my time that i've put into blue man yeah by by just chasing some new Cirque thing that that isn't going to give me the freedom that i experience now yeah you know? for sure and so the fact of working for Blue Man has given me the opportunity to be single income for the past nine years and own our home and have right. two cars and have, you know, the boys in school and the things that they need. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's massive. You know, oh, and, sure. and and I can't I can't I can't say enough how happy I am to to have that aspect of it. We're also very lucky that that my position with blue man has let us be in this position. Sure. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Well, dude, thanks for uh, thinking of me. I, I really enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I told Tracy and the kids. I said, hi, I certainly will. Good talking to you today, buddy. You too. The podcast in the spotlight is presented for informational and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the host or the guests in this episode do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Blue Man Group Holdings, Cirque du Soleil, or Carnival Cruise Lines. And that's going to do it for this episode. Special thanks to Adam Randall for taking time out of his day to give us a little insight into his life and his job at Blue Man Group. If you like the show, please be sure to leave a review and tell your friends. Other than that, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time on In the Spotlight.